today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing and Vacuuman, uh, is with us once again. How's the, how's the week been, Adam? You know what? It's been phenomenal, Bill. I mean, every week's always exciting. You know, this is a good time for me only because a lot of the announcements coming on in tech right now are, are being announced. So I'm hearing all the things that are taking place with Samsung. Uh, we saw all the things mentioned in the spring are now coming into effect in, in the fall, meaning they're coming available. So I'm pretty excited only because we see the new iPads are coming out. I just ordered the new Samsung uh, Galaxy Tab 7. So I got to wait a few weeks. They're going to arrive in September. So to make that quick question you asked into a long-winded answer, I'm really excited. <laughs> well, anytime new products come along. I mean, you know, boys and their toys. I know you love that sort of stuff. <laughs> Before we get into some of those stuff, I want to jump ahead a little bit. I know you want to talk about uh, uh, 5G in a couple of minutes here, uh, but we're, I want to do it now because I get a lot of uh, questions after we do these segments uh, from people that are confused. I mean, not from what you say because, you know, you're, you're fabulous at what you do, but they see commercials on TV about 5G and there's TELUS and there's this and there's Verizon and uh, and they're confused. Is, is it all the same? Is one better than the other? I mean, it's it's a concept. We understand that it's the fifth generation, uh, and the Huawei controversy, etc. But there's so much information out there that a lot of people their heads are just spinning. It is, yeah. And I mean, what's really happening right now is when you're trying to migrate to a new network, and we've seen this over the years. I mean, cellular has been around since uh, you know the '90s. Um, and we started with very simple technology that was uh, set up with analog. And now here we are. And, and yes, these references to 5G um, and how it works and how it implements is, is going to be the, the hard part. We are trying to create we'll call them satellite towers, uh, those steel beams in the sky uh, that more or less send the signal from cellular to connect our phones. So when we take a look at 5G right now, and it's so controversial that there's only two key companies out there, Ericsson and Nokia, that can provide the hardware in North America. Um, the third option is the Huawei option, and that one is obviously under scrutiny and is no longer allowed in North America under the Trump administration. And of course, it's still subject to discussion with the Canadian government. But at this stage of the game, it's going to be a battle of two product rollouts. And the difference between 5G and 4G, why is it taking so long? Why does it seem to be, you know, like we've seen talking about 5G, why isn't it already here? It's only in certain cities. The reason is 5G requires a lot more satellite signal dishes to bounce off. So whereas the 4G was a tower in the middle of a farm field and it worked like an ice cream cone, it kind of sent a signal kind of in this cone style, and then they would build extra towers. And for every cone, you would jump to tower to tower. The 5G network is shorter, meaning that the signal isn't as, as far. Now, the, the good news to that is, is that the speed of which you get your, your information is super, super fast. So, I mean, to, to compare it, think of it as dial-up to high-speed internet to going unbelievably in seconds connection. So uh, this 5G element that we keep hearing about has also levels, and that's the other confusion part. So we're hearing all these phones come out. Apple not being one of them is because Samsung, uh, a lot of the Chinese manufacturers, uh, LG, uh, all these phones that are saying we're 5G compatible. Their first is going to sound even worse, more confusing. There's 5G level one, and that is the first signal. There's going to be other 5G signals. So what's happening is you've got this phone. We may be buying that new Samsung Note 20 
in in September and you might be, hey, I got a 5G phone. And then all of a sudden you're finding it's not working in about a year and a half from now on some of the 5G networks. This is a big problem. They're, they're building levels on top of levels. So keep that in mind when you're looking at your 5G phone. Phenomenal in, in the case of it's very fast, only in certain cities. And the other thing to tell you, Bill, the one you can trust is that if you've noticed, Apple hasn't come out with a 5G phone yet. And there's a reason, because they're going to come out when it's more available on all areas. So when Apple comes up with a 5G, you can feel a little comfortable that it's going to be in a lot more markets and it's not going to be as quickly outdated. Well, and therein lies the confusion, I guess, for an awful lot of people is they don't know who to believe and who to go to. Because, I mean, everybody says they've got it, uh, but as you say, uh, it's not as, as, as universal as, as 4G was. So there's going to be, there's going to be some kinks here, aren't there? Well, absolutely. I mean, it took over nine years, nine years to get Canada in, in, in a 4G uh, capacity where you could actually drive from Ottawa all the way to Windsor and be able to have 4G a- across the board. Um, we've seen that as, as a problem. I mean, you know, we're not a small country. <laughs> it's a yeah. lot of landmass to work with. So the fact that the, uh, there's going to be a lot more, um, I would say, towers or signal satellites, and to give you a bit of an idea, when you, when you look at a side of a building for 5G signals, um, keep in mind, if it looks like there's a mushroom growing on the side of that building, and it looks like there's a bunch of little dishes all over it, like the old uh, uh, starlight satellite days, um, except they're kind of covered, when you see mushrooms growing on the side of a building, that's a 5G satellite. They're bouncing between the buildings. Now, in clear open areas, they'll have a little more space, but to ju- it's not quickly a, hey, climb up that tower that we built for 10 years, strap on a new satellite, and uh, replace 4G with 5G. It's not that easy. They have to be, uh, there's going to be 4G, 5G on that same tower, uh, and it's going to be, I'm thinking, it's probably uh, a waste of money. Ooh, boy, Adam, what are you doing? Uh, a waste <laughs> of money for the investment right now to do that when, with the controversy with China, and, uh, and Google's making the announcement that they've already started testing in 17 states 6G technology. Yeah, and people weren't confused already. Now Google's talking about 6G. Yeah, and that plays a whole different ballgame, Bill. That means, and it's rightfully so. I think it's well done for Google to start testing the 6G uh, technology. What's unique about 6G is that it incorporates, think of it as a satellite above our sky in, in, in space, one of our satellite dishes. The difference with 6G is that it sends a signal not only from a tower, but it but it sends it through satellite to give a wider area. So 6G could technically cover, uh, really from Ottawa to Windsor, uh, time zones is in theory what 6G would work. So you'd be able to drive on one network, one tower, one satellite connection. You'd be able to uh, travel from Ottawa to Windsor and be able to have that one 6G consistent from point A to point B. That's what they're testing currently. All right, I'm sure that makes it all that much more clear for everybody now. It's <laughs> well, I'm glad I made that mud into crystal clear. Uh, that, and, that's and, why I'm here, Bill. And, and by the way, that was the short answer to the question, okay? Uh, you can go into more detail if you like. Uh, let's, uh, I, 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 I'll switch gears. Then. Why don't I go to Amazon and, and wearables because they've got a new product now too. Well, you know what? One of the things that I've seen right now, and we're going to see this in the coming year, is the fact that wearables are taking on a whole new life. 
And yeah. Apple was a little delayed when it came out with the Apple Watch. Samsung was one of the first. Fitbit was actually the very first. But Samsung and Fitbit did the pioneering through the through the mud. Now, uh, obviously, Apple came out with the Apple Watch, and so much so, it became the largest watch manufacturer um, from that degree. But it's a fifty-two billion dollar business. Well, that's going to get the noses all sniffing from Amazon to go, we need to be part of this. So Amazon has now announced it's called Halo, and it's going to be a very similar wearable device like a watch. It will track. This is unique, though. The technology in the Amazon uh, will be able to track people's body fat percentages. Not that I want to see that every day, Bill. Uh, I mean, I can tell just by putting on my pants. But anyway, it will tell me what my my BMI index is. It gives me my sleep temperature, which is very interesting, and my emotional state. So what's neat about that is the fact that, you remember the mood rings back yes, in the yes. 80s used to wear? Think of it as a, an emotional, when you get angry, it takes a combination of oxygen levels, uh, your temperature, and your heartbeat, and it more or less says, hey, you're in an angry mood. So once again, it tells me I'm fat and when I'm angry and then tells me how hot I am when I sleep. I don't know if this is a great invention or if it's just going to put me into an emotional turmoil all the time. But well, anyway, I, especially because, I mean, do you really need a wristband to tell yourself you're angry? No, I well, this is why I say it's kind of one of those, I don't know, I, maybe it's like one of those yoga things, maybe, you know, to kind of tell me if I'm in my zen or not, I don't know, but it's giving you that information that I guess they can determine these details, um, so Amazon Halo is going to be coming out with a few bells and whistles on that, um, to tie it into the next phase, Samsung made their announcement of the new Galaxy Watch 3, not to be left behind, and they're now catching up to Apple, so the new watch is coming out with an ECG, tracking monitor which we know apple had with their latest uh, announcement of watches a year ago mm -hmm. so samsung's coming up with it following that fitbit says wait a minute hold on we were the pioneers on this stuff we're coming into the degree and now we're going to offer a feature in fitbit that's going to again measure your skin temperature and help you manage your stress so whereas, you know, Amazon will tell you what your emotional state is, this Fitbit feature will now give you the ability to tell you you're feeling stress, you're getting old, you're going through a lot of emotions, here's what you, breathing techniques, start stretching, uh, and so forth. So all of these Fitbit, Samsung, Amazon, Apple, all of them are really banking on the future of wearables. All right. Last week, uh, we talked about uh, TikTok. It was in the news, obviously, for a number of reasons. Uh, the U.S. is thinking of banning them. Well, Trump is anyway. Uh, but you told us last week uh, that they're going to be for sale, and probably Microsoft was, was going to take a big part of that. Now, all of a sudden, Walmart's on the scene? Walmart saw an opportunity, and because they're obviously a billion-dollar operation, I mean, I don't know if you paid attention, Walmart, since COVID-19, has literally lit up like a Christmas tree when it came to online sales. Um, in the last four months, their quarters have been just absolutely phenomenal. So they took this money and realized, wait a minute, we need to take this e-commerce and online element one step further. So the rumor is that Walmart is putting a bid in against Microsoft to take over TikTok. And TikTok is apparently going to put it up for sale between 20 and 30 billion dollars. Now, 20 to 30 billion is a really big gap. That's not like a small, yeah, maybe a thousand, maybe a thousand one. Um, this is like a massive request. So the actual selling price is still to be determined, but we can definitely think it's going to be between 20 to 30 billion, and Walmart might be the owner of TikTok.
Weird, weird stuff. Uh, with the the virus, of course, and the shutdown uh, that happened back in the springtime, and well, we're starting to get out of it now. Uh, a lot of reliance on Zoom, of course. That's that's how a lot of business was done. Uh, and now, of course, it's back to school. Now, ours isn't for another ten days or so uh, here in Ontario. But some of the jurisdictions down in the states have been back almost three or four weeks now in some situations, which puts a lot of pressure on Zoom. How's the system handling it? Well, when it went offline for a full day, I can tell yeah. you on the first day of school, in many cases in the states, um, it threw everyone into a tizzy. And I think everyone was lost looking at each other with kind of like, what do we do now? And, uh, and it's interesting that this should be a lesson in the Ontario government when it comes back to our, to our education system, that there's a lot of discussion of trying to do online training. I don't know the whole details. I won't get into that. But the reality is we're dependent on a software or a system that is going to have volatile problems that could crash. And as such, Zoom went down and it went down hard, meaning there is that you couldn't sign in. You could all the meetings, all of the lesson plans, everything was completely offline for that period of time. So uh, I wanted to let everybody know that there are other options available. This video conferencing market is about to take off. We see that with Google. They're coming up with new in- innovations with, uh, it's called Google Duo. It came in the phones, wasn't very popular. It's starting to gain momentum. We see it with Google Meet. That's the corporate video conferencing. Microsoft Teams, Microsoft Skype. Uh, we're seeing it now in a lot of those other programs like Signal and WhatsApp and Messenger. So it's going to be a rat race to the who's going to finish across the, the, the finish line when it comes to education and which video conferencing system is the best. And I'm going to say this, don't count on Zoom, folks. Uh, it's got a lot of issues with it still. It, it's got some elements that is easy to use. That is the benefit. However, if you're depending on it for education or work, I believe that the Ontario government and anyone corporately running in on Hamilton or Southern Ontario market um, may want to think about other alternatives than zoom uh covid's having an effect on everything and, and i guess one of the things of course is masking and uh, some people and, and some manufacturers have become very innovative about this and you had to know the tech was going to get involved and lg's come out with something now this is really cool. I mean, LG came up with a battery-powered air purifier mask. And, I mean, why not wear something with a little – think of it as a full air mask, like a, a, an oxygen tank mask on your back. Um, you wear it, and it's got this ingenuity that has air purifiers in it that it knows when you're breathing in, knows when you're breathing out. A lot of the elements that we've seen with um, masks that are out there, people say their, their glasses get foggy, they feel they can't breathe, they feel claustrophobic. Um, anyway, these batteries uh, will give you a – full day of operation and where it's very handy is for those that have to wear a mask and and medical conditions personnel uh, probably the education or teachers making might find this very advantageous to wear Um, obviously because it's comfortable it doesn't leave a mark on your face it clamps it's sealing and otherwise but the fans primarily don't make you feel like you're breathing a lot of carbon monoxide so leave it to lg we got a new product on the market if you're looking for an air purifier mask to help it make it a little more comfortable we're just about out of time, and there's a lot of other stuff I want to talk to you, but we'll save that until next week when we've got more time. But I saw your post earlier this week, because uh, I know I, I've known Adam for many, many years, and you tend to get nostalgic sometimes. Uh, there's an anniversary <laughs> this week. Windows 95 has a birthday. 
Windows 95. And I remember this is actually the time I was employed. I just started working at the radio station 900 CHML when Bill, you and I first met. And yeah. I remember Windows 95 coming and I was working on Windows 3.1. 25 years this week that Windows 95 announced it came out. And if you remember correctly, it was a landslide inside all of these computer stores. You used to have to actually buy a disc, a box full of full of floppy disks, and you would then have to go to your computer and plug each one in, and there was about 8 to 15 different disks to load, and you would pay $125. That was the price back 25 years ago to, uh, to do your upgrading system. And I remember loading it, and my one memory was putting it in, and everyone kept saying Windows 95 is going to be so fast. You're going to see so much speed come out of it. It's going to be, you turn on your computer, and then there it is. And I sat there so excited for over two hours and 35 minutes watching that little loading <laughs> bar go by going, look how fast this is. This is amazing. So anyway, we've come a long way, and I like to bring this up because today we look at things and go, well, wait a minute. Doesn't the operating system come free? Yes, it does. Is yeah, it not no, it upgraded does. every year by default? Yeah. Back in the old days, oh, in my day, we just have to go to the store to buy our operating systems. Not anymore. So 25 years. Happy birthday to Windows 95. There we go. This is Tech Talk. We do this every Friday, 1135, brought to you by Vacuuman with Adam Oldfield. Have a great weekend, Adam. We'll talk to you next week. You too. Thanks, Bill. Take care. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.